0: Hello and welcome to the Omega Republic, a radio podcast program for the furry and brony community. I am your host, Coppercat. Also, joining me today as a co-host is Cosmic Prose. Hey. One second here. Thank you for joining us here on Suiting Up for Life, where we seek out those in the furry fandom and get to know what it's like to be a furry and or brony and what they do to make who they are a part of the community. Today, we have Charcoal the Circle. Hello. And for the first time ever, a double header interview, we also have Mountain Soul Akiran. Hello. <laughs> As of today, we will be we will remember to donate to the charity Sit, Stay, Read, a fundamental program in Chicago which utilizes the, uh, the purpose for dogs to help children to remain active in reading and writing. So please keep in mind for our furry friends. They help us in more ways than you'll ever know. Now, let's get a chance to know our friends with us today. To start off with, we will ask them respectively, how long have you been part of the fandom, and what brought you here?
1: You want to start, Cho? Yeah.
0: Out of
2: all things and all that stuff, I wasn't active until around 2016, 2017, when I started talking to people, because I was, I guess you could say it nowadays, and so Stuff a closet for or anything like that, just afraid of what people might react, but out of that, it's been one heck of a journey and stuff, and literally door busting and all that, as far as just i mean just being astonished of how like I would say how empathetic this fandom is and all that very very open doors and all that, and just. I would say it—it's—it's astonished me every single time. Just the people that you get to meet and see. Awesome.
1: I've prob Sorry. No, let's go ahead. I've probably been in the fandom since two thousand fourteen. Um, I actually transferred over from the pony fandom into the furry fandom. And. I pretty much jumped straight into it as soon as I saw what fursuits were, just like, this is what I want.
0: Nice. Awesome. So you both at least have a few years under your belts. That's good to hear.
1: (laughs) Definitely.
0: Now, as a side question... Uh, and I'm sure, you know, some viewers would be interested to know, what is the relationship between you two? Non, not not like, you know. No, um... I get you.
2: <laughs> relationship is a tough, tough word and all that stuff, but relationships with, like, friends and all that kind of stuff. We met each other through a uh, Central Oregon chat group and all that kind of stuff, and... It was pretty cool. I didn't know there was that many people, like, locally around and all that stuff, but that chat kind of died with me and all that stuff, and the same with Mountain, Is if that's safe to say. Is that right, Mountain?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, during the chat, we had a fur meet, and that was kind of the first time I met Chow in person. And as soon as I saw his suit, I was just like, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> I admire this person so much. I want him to teach me his ways, become my teacher, and say ciao." That's
0: awesome.
3: All right. Well, um, let's move on to the next question. Uh, Specifically, what do you? Do towards contributing to the Phantom. What is your medium? You know, is it movies, uh, music, art, etc. And uh, what style, if you do do that, um, what style do you prefer? Do you prefer more movies, more art,
2: etc. The one thing that I say that I contribute with the Phantom and stuff is pretty much, I would say. What a lot of people, as far as I've gotten as feedback, is an influencer. And I could say I'm an influencer and stuff, but I'm not really, like, pushing it as much. I'm just doing the stuff that I know that makes me happy. I'm making silly videos and all that kind of stuff. I'll do artwork for my friends and all that kind of stuff, depending on what it is, whatnot. And... The one thing that I never thought I would be able to do in years and all that kind of stuff, and it just slapped me in the face and said, hey, guess what you can do this is my suit making skills and all that stuff. And to be honest, I'm still learning as I am today and all that stuff, and I'm still eager to expand my skills and keep getting newer commissions and just going for it making people smile and stuff and making those characters and stuff that people love and cherish.
1: I'm mostly a uh, artist and fursuit maker. So I draw people's characters uh, quite often. And I've gotten a few of my friends into the furry fandom. So I guess you'd consider that I've welcomed new furs in.
3: Okay, so one of you is an influencer, you're influenced by others, and you uh, prefer to, how shall I say, better your craft, while the other one is a uh, more of a leader, leading new furries into the fandom and getting them more acquainted to you know, get them to a higher standard. That's pretty cool, I like that. It's kind of like a, a yin-yang, somebody who's actually pushing what's already been made to better heights, and one who's getting new, new recruits for this kind of a, kind of a, well, for this fandom, I guess that's the best way to put it.
2: I wouldn't say recruits and all that kind of stuff, but being, being open about it and stuff and seeing what people, I mean, what people have to offer and stuff and what interests and all that kind of stuff that they have when seeing and looking into the fandom.
3: Yeah, I'm just using the first words that are coming to to mouth a lot better
4: writing <laughs>
0: <laughs> <A laughs> anyway i suppose i mean i kind of want to build off that a little bit uh and of course i'm sure the viewers would have would be interested as well between the two of you what is your favorite movie
2: Ah. Uh... God, that's tough. Oh, there's all sorts of movies and stuff that I would consider my favorite. Can I get a little bit more wiggle room as far as like what type of movie?
3: Uh, action of Adventure. First one.
2: Action <laughs> Adventure. Well, if I would actually have to say Action Adventure is I would say um, either old war movies and all that kind of stuff or if I'm going for like a much softer touch and stuff, I would say eh, like more sci-fi-ish, any, any kind of sci-fi movies. But the one, a couple movies and stuff that's been on my mind uh, that really, yeah, I'd say interests me or has, like inspired me and all that is there, there's just a broad spectrum and I can't really like say which one would be my ultimate favorite or anything like that.
1: I know, that's a really hard question. What What's your favorite movie? Um, for genre, uh, probably anything animated. Uh, I've always loved animation and I actually considered possibly going into animation, but I don't know. Uh, just haven't really followed that path very much. Um, but for all time favorite movies, would probably be the How to Train Your Dragons.
0: (laughs) So, more more or less CGI animation.
1: Yeah. Just nothing like live action. Hmm. Mm,
3: I totally agree with that. Can't stand these live action stuff. Dang you, Disney. (laughs) (laughs) Disney just needs to stop.
1: Totally there. Lion King and all that fun stuff. Give it to me. <laughs>
0: yeah, I got gotcha. you. So, would you say like traditional, traditional versus anime or Japanese animation?
1: Oh uh, geez, one? I'd probably say I'd probably say anime. Fair enough, I would agree with that.
0: And charcoal, as far as sci-fi, of the two, which one interests you more? I would say,
4: go
2: ahead. Um, in sci-fi, or any type of like war movies, a triumph or anything like that, those kind of stories. I would say the ones that actually make you think and stuff, the ones that actually put you in the character's shoes and all that stuff and any any movie that can actually display that with to a t and all that stuff put you in the character's shoes and actually like not make it overwhelming and stuff but put it to an emotional standpoint and all that is what i would actually like in any kind of movie and all that stuff not to be too picky and all that stuff but any kind of movie, especially, like, any kind of trippy movie, sometimes I'll, like, take a peek at, like, uh, like yeah, individual creators and all that kind of stuff where, say, like, I've been really addicted to um, this one network and all that kind of stuff on YouTube. It's called Dust, or there's, like, a bunch of other smaller ones and stuff that they have and all that, just stuff like that.
0: All right. Cool. All right. Uh, well, this next this next question is, uh, well, kind of on the nose, but we'll go ahead and ask it anyways. Uh, of the two of you, are you a suitor, if yes, who made your suits? How long did it take? And will you decide to improve on it or add an or add another to find out what and who you really are.
2: All right, so as a suitor and all that stuff, I've made my own suits. And with the help of DVC and stuff with their bases that they have, their circle base or the skulls and stuff that I have, and um, the crow that I also have. haven't worn him as much, but my main persona and stuff being the black circle. Charcoal has pretty much just evolved, um, barely and all that kind of stuff. But in his first stages and all that stuff, when it was an impulse for me when I bought the base and all that stuff from DVC, the char- uh, the circle base, um, he technically charcoal wasn't even black to begin with. I didn't have a ref sheet, I didn't have anything to work with, I just had scrap fur and all that stuff that i bought um locally and all that kind of stuff and just had at it and as far as with the character and stuff with either improving or tweaking the design and stuff i don't think i'm really gonna do that i might make like different versions and stuff if that ever comes to a chance like different species but keeping the same pattern that i have and everything and pretty much the same character, just the different species. I've thought about that. And the one thing as far as on my mind with making in the future is definitely a dragon. I definitely want to make a dragon and that's been pretty much on my list. <laughs>
1: um, it depends for me uh, what suit you're talking about and how long it took. Because I have two full bodysuits, and overall, 14 heads that I've made. <laughs> <laughs> All of them varied uh, different times um, when making. I've made one that took a weekend, was probably my fastest for a head, and the longest one that I've done is a full-body fursuit made completely out of brushed yarn that took three years. So it's a little difficult to pin down the time.
0: Oh my goodness. (laughs) Well,
3: Fourteen skulls. Man, that's a lot of brains to get into.
2: (laughs) Also, I forgot about that in the question, is the time frame and all that stuff that I've had with my suits... Uh, my main first first ones of my first version that I have and stuff of the circle took me ah, like a good two months and stuff to actually finish and everything and get it refined but there's been plenty of variations and stuff that I've had with the suit and stuff same colors and everything but just learning as I go so with the head alone the original head that I have is he's gone through three refurbishments and the body has actually gone through one refurbishment. And then uh, the timescale that I have on my newest suit and stuff that I have gotten done this year, I started at the beginning of April or no, I actually finished in April. The whole month of March and just a little bit of April, it took me... Just, just a of a round of months and stuff for the newest suit that I have and stuff. A lot more toony ish and all that kind of stuff and like I would say more heavy set and stuff.
4: It's
3: hmm. interesting. Oh. <laughs>
0: That's uh, the life of a
1: suitor.
3: Maybe okay. um... I'm not
1: one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey not don't bad. knock it until you try it.
2: Yeah, I don't have this kind of free time. Oh, God, it takes a lot of time. And with that... I don't don't have it. (laughs) With that, I'd say the fastest one that I've ever gotten done was a commission that I had up in Canada, another circle and stuff. I traveled to Canada to make that commission, and I got it done, a full suit, in two weeks. Wow. <laughs> two
0: weeks. A
2: full oh, suit in two weeks. A full suit.
0: Deck gum. yeah. I'm interested to know the quality level.
2: Quality level? I can send pictures over and stuff if you would like to see, but this is all audio and all that.
0: <laughs>
2: well, hey, Trump makes problem.
1: good stuff.
3: <laughs> sure he does. His picture looks looks great.
0: Oh, I don't doubt that. But I know, you know, you're able to put a lot more detail into something the longer it takes. But yeah. I also know that with experience you can, you know, get faster every time. So uh I mean it's I don't know. I don't know what goes into putting a first suit together. It,
2: I will say this, and I could say a lot of suitors and stuff or suit makers and stuff, excuse me. A lot of suit makers and stuff can abide by this. If you you can definitely do a project within a month's time frame and all that kinda of stuff if you already know the design and all that stuff, already have everything measured out and stuff and just go all at it as fast as you can. It's draining. It it drains the crap out of you and all that stuff.
0: So I take it you keep a Keep a lot of aspirin
2: nearby. Uh, not aspirin. It's not. It's not stressful as far as like body wise and stuff. It's just mentally and stuff. Because for me, and I've known as far as like a couple other suit makers and stuff is you got to get yourself. Pretty much, it's it's like visually and stuff. A lot of the stuff as far as ideas and suits is, I pretty much internal like vision as far as what it is and then I'll draw it down and most of the time stuff I'll be having to take notes and everything and remember stuff because I'll be going back like how did I do that it'll just come to me right right off the bat and stuff where it's just like okay I'm gonna do it like this gonna get the sculpting down first all that kind of stuff and just like an internal monologue that just keeps going and all that
0: So, okay. So, not really. So, I would probably be more or less incense then instead of aspirin.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Depends on what kind of incense.
1: <laughs> Mostly just a lot of caffeine. <laughs>
0: Sounds about right. So, uh, five hour energy then. <laughs> oh, God, no. This stuff's
2: nasty.
3: I have to agree with him there. stuff is horrible. <laughs> Took one of those. I'm like, is this going to make me stay awake or kill me first? Five <laughs> hours for what? Okay. Uh, well, let's kind of keep this a uh, keep the ball rolling here. Uh, okay. Based on your choice, uh, so let me start over. Based on your choice of your Sona, do you feel it represents you, per- your uh, personality? Or do you want it to be more like, or do you want to be more like it emotionally? And uh, is there anything you feel like sharing from possibly, you know, I don't want to get too deep into it, but your real life that also incorporated into your uh, Sona? You
2: want to start, Mountain?
1: Oh, geez, where do I start? There's so much that's got gone into Mountain herself. Um. Yes. Mountain definitely represents me, uh, she basically represents, well, just everything about me, but a lot of my wisdom and, um, caring personality. Uh, she's changed a lot, though, as I've changed as a person, so she's grown alongside me, um, Yeah.
2: for my hey. persona and stuff regarding the serval and all that is it started as an impulse for me I connected with those types of species and characters and all that because of their whimsicalness or just plain out spaz and all that stuff and during my life and all that I've always been pretty much like self-kept and really didn't like I would say like go with others but with this persona and stuff and how i connected it and evolved it is with the colors that i have i've always been wearing black and all that kind of stuff don't matter like what year or what time of day and all that stuff i'm always having black and with that with the character and with the persona and stuff it just everything just clicked and stuff i really didn't have a plan as far as, like, coming up with the first fursone, like, oh, he's this or that and stuff, is he's essentially, as I could say, is just me. And I've had this going from convention and meeting up with friends or new people and all that stuff. Is like, damn, when you get out of suit, you're literally the same person. I was just like, I told you. It's me. If I have to explain it, like, simple, simple.
3: So you're saying with both for both of you, as you've matured and uh, aged and gotten further into the uh, fandom at large, it's more or less the reflection of your fursuit or your uh, character as it is, it reflects you almost as a mirror image. Pretty much. Yep. That's kind of what it was like with me when I started getting into it, you know, uh, once I got my name and stuff, because... I mean, as I got older and high school and stuff, you know, I I hated writing at the beginning of high school. I just couldn't stand writing because, you know, in school you're supposed to write research papers and reviews and whatnot. But uh, once I hit senior year and started taking all the easy classes, there was a new class finally offered to the school, a short stories class, and I just started writing that. And I've been writing science fiction freelance for, well, since high school, so... Yeah, and it's, you know, Cosmic Prose, it's all science fiction, Space Odyssey, all that good stuff. So, okay, that's cool. I like that.
2: <laughs> Would you say... It's an outlet... Oh, my bad.
4: No, no, go ahead. Go go ahead.
2: It's an no. outlet and a different form of expressing yourself as as far as I've seen it and stuff is you get a... You pretty much with suiting and all that stuff and character design, and pretty much finding what species you are or anything like that, or what connects to you on a soul based level and stuff and I'm not trying to make this all like fairy tale kind of stuff, but you find what attributes and stuff, what kind of species, and a lot of it actually revolves around species and all that kind of stuff is um like say for instance as an example with most uh bird species or anything like that bird personas and all that stuff those people are usually very loud and very active and all that Mm -hmm. so i you i have a crow and all that stuff but i haven't i connected with them and all that stuff made him and made the head and everything, but I've i wanted to do a full body suit with them, but it really didn't take off because like, hmm, I don't feel I, I don't really feel like a burden stuff when I'm out and about.
1: Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna build on that and with the um character with the animal being how you see yourself and me personally, uh I st- chose a Keen from Japanese mythology because a Keun is a protector and a forced spirit basically. And I think that fits me really well because I live in the mountains and I love the outdoors and I love being in nature. but I also take on quite often the role of protector or helper with my friends and family.
2: I can if I can expand on that too. Mountain, everything is for me with the circles. I feel like an alien sometimes around people and everything. Where, like, okay, it'll be daunting or scary a little bit. Like, okay, you got this weird looking thing over here and stuff doesn't look natural and all that. And that's how I feel Out, out and about and stuff in the public or anything like that. I can I can definitely blend in and get along and everything, but. At the same time, it it it's kind of hard. I would say it's easy for me to make friends and all that, but it's kind of hard to find. I would say relationships and stuff as friends and all that stuff um, that are strong. Think of it like a tree. Um, you got the friends that are beautiful and vibrant that are like leaves, but they fade away fast. Then you got other friends and stuff that are like branches, they can hold the weight and stuff, but some of them can break and fall. And then you have the roots of the tree, the stock of the tree. Those friends, as far as the roots, you never see them that much, but they're always there supporting you.
3: Right, right on, I agree with that.
0: I have to,
4: yeah have to
0: agree. Being what you are, walking amongst society, do you feel less or more alone than before you became what you are? Has it opened up more opportunities towards making friends?
2: I would say with my experience with, I'm glad that I took the step and the initiative and stuff to finally start talking to people and finally actually making suits and stuff. I didn't start making my suits and everything until 2016, 2017, and then forth. That's when I started actually making suit suits. But in that time, I was drawing and all that. So with joining into the fandom and stuff like yes there is those lonely spots and stuff and definitely with like finding especially the one thing that bugs me as in the fandom and stuff for me personally is everybody saying oh you're a poppy fur I'm like no I am not a poppy fur my definition (laughs) for a poppy (laughs) fur is a little bit different than what you're thinking like yes I'm flattered that you're calling me that but it's a little bit different and I kind of feel lonely on that aspect but as far as opportunities in this fandom and stuff, especially if you're willing to put in the work and find the stuff that you want to do, oh, God, there is open open borders and all that kind of stuff that you can go through. Heck, I had tons, tons of opportunities to go and stuff. The only limit and stuff that I would say that... Um, for anybody like joining the fandom and stuff and seeing who they are and finding friends and stuff, lifelong friends and stuff. It takes a while and everything. But finding who you are and doing the stuff that you want is just pretty much your determination and will and stuff. Like for me, I've had a little bit of trouble with money and still I struggle with money sometimes and stuff. But if you're willing to go after it and chase it, you can
1: uh for me it's both yes and no I've definitely made a huge amount of friends through the furry fandom but I also feel like because I'm pursuing being a furry artist and fursuit maker it's really hard for my family to understand and so I feel like there's been a small divide because of that. Because they just don't understand. And so it's made it harder for me with my family, I feel. But in general, I've made a ton more friends. And obviously I've run into charcoal. But I've, (laughs) I've also met uh, my boyfriend through the furry fandom as well. And we never would have met otherwise.
3: Yeah, I agree. Those those divides ripple across the river, but I've got that same divide with my family. My dad doesn't uh, really see why I'm into, you know, the ponies or anything, but on the opposite side, you know, me and copper have uh, gotten more in tune with it and all that. And me and my brother and his girlfriend, you know, we've all, we're our own kind of a group of folks, but usually our family doesn't really see it the same as we do, which, you know, I, it's kind of what you said. We've got the same, same divides in our, uh, on our side. I think it, it, it goes through with everybody who's uh part of the fandom.
0: The Speaking unfortunate
2: on... Oh. oh,
0: go for it. Well, well, the problem is the most unfortunate thing is is the stereotype that the furry fandom is labeled with.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yep. uh... And I don't even have to explain it.
4: Nah, no, we're he... all furries,
0: dude. <laughs> You're
3: he talking about furries? We all know about it. We've all been there at least once.
1: That's actually kind of funny, because that ties into how I actually got into the furry fandom to begin with. Um, like I said, when I first started, I started as a... a brony, And I heard mention through the grapevine on the interwebs of something called a furry. So... I didn't know anything about it, so I asked my sister once and she had heard really bad things about the furry fandom. But to be honest, that mostly just piqued my curiosity for me to do my own research. And then that's when I got really into it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Well, this kind of... Most people kind of already figured this question out through what we've gone through uh, question-wise already. But um, since becoming a part of the fandom during your day-to-day life, however you want to say it, uh, what are some things that you have started doing differently uh, daily? And, you know, if, if you've got nothing, just try and answer the best you can. You know, come up with your own answer.
2: I'd Sounds say um, as far as changes and all that stuff in when joining the fandom and all that is pretty much seeing a pretty much a huge spectrum and all that kind of stuff of people and all that, that alongside with um, just a little bit hard to say and all that kind of stuff is just being more i would say just in people's in other people's shoes and stuff as as far as what I would see it because what I see in the fandom and all that stuff and what I've taken from it and everything and applied to my life is people need that disconnect and stuff in their lives and stuff just so they can refuel and all that and take on the day and all that, the next day and all that, and just keep pressing forward. It's something to look forward to, a goal and all that stuff. And you have people to talk to that are in the same boat as you. They have the same difficulties or struggles and stuff. And in the good side and stuff, they have the same interests. They have the same, like, literally, the people that I've come in contact with with in the fandom and stuff it's just like holy crap you're almost like me what the hell like (laughs) past past hood and all that kind of stuff in their childhood it was just like damn i didn't expect that to happen and as far as the people that i've encountered and stuff all i can say is it's just a huge it's a huge disconnect and a relief for them A, a way to express themselves and just relax and stuff, and be who they are.
1: Yeah, for me, actually, it's made me a lot more inclusive and um, welcoming to all people, because I was raised as a homeschooled Christian, and so that is a very, can be, a very narrow mindset. But the furry fandom is so broad on so many perspectives that it's taught me to welcome anyone, no matter their sex, no matter um how they look, no matter how they speak, just look at the heart of people more than the outward appearance. Especially since a lot of the furry fandom is portraying yourself through characters or through fursuits. You can accept the person as their character and how they want to be instead of seeing who they are physically. Instead of just looking at the outward appearance of a person
3: never judge a book by its cover exactly so with both of you what i'm hearing is that you're saying it allows you to accept be, becoming part of the fandom allows you to accept a lot more people regardless if they're of the fandom or not it allows you to accept more people the way they are and it also gives you uh through all through these people and for you yourself it gives you relief from you know being under this uh banner of a fursona or uh, any kind of sauna at all. Well. it just gives you relief and shows you that you're not the only person and that other people like you have a way to relieve stress and anxiety and the weight of the world that is uh on them just like it is on you but it's just a way to more or less come together and just be yourself, and there's no boundaries and no rules, and nobody's going to look at you different.
1: Nope. Exactly. That's great.
4: <laughs> I like that.
0: It makes you think twice about appearances, for sure.
4: App-
2: appearances and all that. But I will say this. Um, going through and this will this will happen and all that stuff i'm not gonna paint like a pretty picture and all that kind of stuff and give you like all that kind of stuff but going through the fandom and stuff you will find those people and all that kind of stuff that will take advantage of you or anything like that but in in that aspect and stuff is just just be careful and all that stuff and I would say is you you could spot those people but for others and stuff it's a little bit more difficult and it takes a little bit more life skills and stuff of finding those kind of people that will betray or anything like that and stuff but majority of the fandom and stuff is just astronomically i i had bad assumptions when i was going through my first while going to my first con and all that stuff is like Oh God, there's like the people that I'm going to meet and stuff that I've talked to. They're probably going to be all stuck up. They're going to be a different person and stuff. And those are horrible thoughts and stuff, but just, just a way and stuff of compensating of just like, Oh, there's this or that and stuff. But ever since that first con, I would, I was just completely blown away of how just friendly and friendly. And accepting a lot of people were, just tons of people were and all that stuff. And going through the years and stuff, going from convention to convention is just, I would say, I would love to, for the next generation and all that stuff, which is going to be huge with just all the amounts of social media, videos, all that kind of stuff, and new suitors coming in and all that. Is I would say I would love to keep that going and stuff instead of make it into a mainstream kind of thing and all that stuff. I would say that would be my fear out of this and stuff is just I I wouldn't want it to become mainstream and everything where whatever kind of companies or whatnot and stuff would pry their fingers into it.
1: Yeah, the uniqueness comes from the individuality, but big businesses like to really squish things down.
3: Dang it, Disney.
0: (laughs) Uh, That kind of, that almost covered our next question, or... Well, I should say our next to last question. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, if you just, if you know, if you came across someone who was just, you know, brand new to the fandom, ha- didn't know anything about it, just kind of heard it through the grapevine, and they don't really know, you know, where to start, where to go, and just kind of, you know say, hey, what's this all about? Is there anything in particular you would say to them? I
2: would say the biggest thing when coming into the fandom and stuff and seeing new people doing all that kind of stuff and essentially finding who you are, the biggest aspect and all that is don't be afraid. Don't be afraid and stuff. and It's just fear, fear and fear and stuff as far as what I've seen with young furs or anything like that, or anybody starting out or seeing what it's about and stuff is the fear or the assumptions and all that kind of stuff that kind of get in the way and get cloudy and stuff because quite honestly, that's what I had coming to my first con that was in Reno to Nevada. I was just like, oh man, this is going to be like, oh geez, I don't know what to expect. These people, blah, blah, blah is i would say don't be fearful and don't be don't be afraid to step your foot down if you find those kind of people like oh there's this there's that and stuff and it's it's a huge it's a journey is i would say it's a journey and an experience and stuff in itself and out of it that you can gain and all that stuff is just insane amounts of friends and out of those friends and stuff you'll find some lifelong friends beautifully
1: spoken. I have actually I have uh, done this a few times actually like I said I've introduced my friends to the furry fandom. And so basically what I do is I've also met other furs online who have just started, but basically I just say, "Hey, I'm here if you ever need to ask any questions, I'm always willing to help." And So, through that, um, I usually try to help people set up and basically start on their journey. Where I'll help them put together a persona, I'll help them meet new friends or find connections where they can start to grow into the fandom even more by finding group chats or um, Amino was a big thing for a while, so I introduced them on Amino if I could. Um, or just simple things where you just encourage them to go out and get what's really rampant right now. Um, some of the dino masks. and. I encourage those small makers, I encourage small artists who are just starting, I always am there to encourage and help.
2: That stuff right there is a stepping stone. A lot of people laugh at it and everything, but I remember those days where I was just like, hmm, (laughs) I remember back when I was still in high school and everything, uh, I can't remember what year it is, but I actually attempted trying to make a mask and stuff out of cardboard and stuff, and it was a mess and stuff, but during that time, it was, in my mind, I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I just, oh, and just just that excitement and stuff that you see when uh, young furs and stuff or anybody joining and stuff when they get, like, a dino mask or anything like that, I find that just... I, I find it extremely heartwarming
0: and well as far as your cardboard mask situation I would say that even something as simple as a 2D piece of cardboard can be made into something you know v- v- very int- very uh, I wanted to say beautiful but I don't think that's the right word but I do recall a moment at MFF this previous year 2019 um since 2020 is not happening unfortunately but uh 2019 uh for anyone who watches bojack there was this person <laughs> there who had bojack horseman's daughter's head cut completely out of cardboard and it looked just like the animation i cannot remember her name um Ah, uh, shoot. But anyways, I mean, it was just a piece of cardboard is all it was, and they just had a strap around the back of it, and it was just on their face. They had a small, small little area cut out for their eyes, but it, like, made them look seven foot tall, and it was so awesome. And, I mean, I did have a chance to talk with them briefly, and they they were very nice about it, and, you know, they, they just... They said they couldn't really, you know, afford anything, so they just put it together themselves at the last minute. And I don't know if any anyone had the chance. I don't know if you saw it, charcoal, because I think you were there. No,
2: I, I didn't see it and stuff. So, so that's the, that's the one thing that I kind of complain with MFF is like it's so big. You're just like crap. I don't. I have to choose what I have to do.
0: Hmm.
2: But, alongside with that if there's any kind of, like, will and all that stuff, that craftsmanship and desire and stuff will follow through. And you could see with any of that kind of stuff. I've seen myself a couple cardboard stuff where it's just like, what? That's cardboard?
1: <laughs> yeah, my first head, uh, which was actually part of this Yon suit that took three years, was actually plastic mesh and yarn. And that's because I just didn't have the money to buy fur and foam. Hmm.
4: Yeah.
3: It's, it seems to be a problem with... I'm not saying it's a problem, it's just something that seems a lot of furries have Uh, that same kind of thing. They don't have the money to make what they really want to make but i think on the the plus side of it is that whatever you make uh it's unique it's different it's what you've got uh to work with the supplies the materials you have and as you uh continue to make suits and improve and uh spend money wisely as it is, you just make better and better suits and parts for whatever uh, suit you've got. And I think that's, I think it's just great if you can just start at the bottom floor and work your way up as it were. I think, uh, I mean, I've seen so many unique different suits being made by so many different people online for so long. It's just, it's just amazing what some people do with so little.
2: And what I could say as far as to branch off of that is for any young suitors or anything like that or makers or any any kind of like hobbyist and stuff that wants to like make their character and stuff is please, please don't be discouraged and all that. Don't be discouraged and stuff. It's like, oh, I can't make this. That's just it's. I'll never get to that because to be honest, I was at that point. I was at that point And still I'll have like a couple little, um, a couple little thoughts and stuff like, Oh, I can't do that. And stuff I was like, what are you saying that you can do that? It's just a state of mind and all that stuff. And with, with time and patience and stuff, you'll get there. There's no ifs, ands, or buts and stuff. If you're patient and determined, it'll happen.
0: Oh, so you don't need you? So a person just doesn't need you know three thousand, four thousand, or even five thousand dollars to get this fancy made suit. It can be something. No, no, as no. Simple. I mean, go ahead.
2: They I, they, I mean, if they're determined and stuff to do that kind of stuff seriously, I've seen a couple of stuff where it's just like, whoa! And even my own experience and stuff with actually finding out and stuff and making suits and all that is just like. Yeah, it's a little bit expensive depending on like what materials you're getting and everything like that and how much time you're going to put into it and stuff and based off of like what colors, designs and stuff, but from a starting point and stuff if you're going to make a partial or anything like that and stuff is basically your own ingenuity and all that kind of stuff will come into play. That and don't be afraid to ask for help because there's tons of people out there that will be lovingly to help you out with your first suit anything like that i mean you just got to be courageous that's it
1: yeah one thing i've seen through the fandom is a strange idea of superiority when they have a uh, let's just say lemon brat made fur suit and they see a new fur making their own suit and yeah it's definitely not the quality of lemon brat but they're at least starting and so sometimes that idea of what the furry fandom is completely made off of which is creativity is lost because of an idea of superiority. And basically, I think what Char and I are trying to say is no matter what, you had to start somewhere. So encourage those who are starting so that they can become the Lemon Brats.
3: Jump in with both
1: feet, huh? Yeah, just be proud of what you do when you do it. And just know that there is no such thing as being a perfect artist. You will always find things flawed in your suits, or you will always be improving.
2: I get that all the time and stuff, and especially going to cons and stuff, I've had a couple times where it's just like,
4: Ah,
2: I can't do that. That's just, this is like what I made and stuff. It's just like there's so much this and stuff, and then I had a couple friends and stuff in the in, um, at MFF and stuff encourage me. It's just like, what are you saying? Your suit's amazing. And I was just like, no, there's this and there, and they and they grab me by the head. They're just like, you shut up. Your suit's amazing and stuff. Stop, stop beating yourself up with what the skill set that you have and all that. You can like, mean you've got the sky's the limit and stuff. The so one thing that from that is just don't be afraid and stuff. Don't be discouraged and all that. You put in the time, you put in the work and stuff, you'll get there.
0: The two biggest poisons that I've seen of the fandom, one, of course, is social anxiety. Yes. I mean, it it will kill anybody's interest in the fandom so quickly especially when you go to a convention and you're overwhelmed i mean you're almost at at 2019 mff i mean you were practically shoulder to shoulder with all of these other people i mean in this in the midst of this pandemic i would guarantee that almost everybody at mff would have contracted the virus because we we're just so and there's just so many people there, and there's just there. so little time to interact with everybody. There's there. no
3: such thing as a six foot anything at MMF. M- uh, MMF. What you're saying?
0: Yes.
2: It, it's it's packed. That it is that convention gets full of people, and it's it's a huge convention too. With the plot of land that it actually has, so with that, which kind of saddens me and stuff during this whole pandemic and stuff, and it's understandable and very responsible is they have to cancel that stuff because and with any conventions because they're they're, they're crowded, they can
1: get very crowded, yeah, see, I've never gone to a con, so I wouldn't know.
3: But you, you will one day. The same boat, so.
1: one day. One day.
3: Yeah, you and me are in the same boat there, but I've been to other cons that aren't furry related at all. And yeah, people on small plots, small areas of space for things that have just exploded, people get really close really fast. There, there's a six, there's six, there's a six distance apart, but it's more like, you know, six centimeters instead of six feet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to say the least. Um, I mean, the whole deal with getting back to social anxiety, I mean, you think about how you are just on social media you can pretty much come and go as you please. I mean, you at any point, you can just stop listening to the person or you can just stop interacting with them if it's too much. But unfortunately, in the midst of a convention, sometimes you don't have that choice and then you become overwhelmed and then that person just has a mental breakdown. And it's not always visible. But it's it's not
2: it's not retaining to social anxiety and all that stuff that happens with people and pertaining to the fandom and everything social anxiety can be quite a i, I hate to put it paint it in a negative way and stuff it can be really a killer and all that kind of stuff in most aspects but the one thing is and i'm not saying every every person should do this but i'm just putting awareness to it is just to just to be kind and all that stuff and find those people if you see someone struggling or either having a little bit of a little quarrel or anything like that they're they're not being like so active or like no i don't want to do that i wouldn't say force yourself or anything like that on them But just understand and stuff like, hey, if they need space and stuff, they need the space to relax and get to their pretty much their train of thought and all that kind of stuff. Because especially with the amount of people that are in cons and stuff and whatever is going in their head and stuff, just be understanding and caring and with the fandom and stuff it it will be that and stuff it will be very understanding and caring and all that there will be people that will see that and stuff and take
1: action and approach Mm -hmm. that's another beauty with the furry fandom though is i struggle a lot with social anxiety but as soon as i put on one of my suits it all goes away I can act as a different person and not have the consequences of the anxiety that comes with day-to-day life, and I feel like a lot of furries feel that way when they put on their suits.
0: I mean, I wouldn't know, I don't have a suit myself, but I can understand it's, it's almost a security blanket.
1: Yes. Well, it's basically the same idea as the internet where you can say what you want to say because you're not facing someone face to face. You're putting on a mask and with that mask comes a character, and many people create their personas to be more outgoing than they are, so that when they do put on their suits, they can become more outgoing and overcome their anxiety themselves.
0: Would you say that's able, that you're able to overcome anxiety more by being a silent suitor, or a talkative suitor?
2: It it's it's more
0: so a point of preference and all that stuff like
2: you don't have to be silent you don't have to do um talk or speak and all that but there's all there's actually quite a a big list and stuff of suitors and all that stuff that you can actually see and experience and all that like with the quiet suitors and stuff uh you'll see like okay um, you can approach and all that kind of stuff and talk with them or anything like that and the majority as far as what you were trying to say and all that and what i can stem off of mountain with that is it's it's a it's a huge release and all that stuff like you can do stuff that would be very terrifying in your life and all that and in in public or anything like that but at the same time what it's what this fandom has actually brought to me in attention and all that stuff of doing that is basing that stuff so that you have those experiences and stuff being silly and all that stuff suiting around and all that is applying that to your actual like day-to-day life and stuff and it brings you just a huge sigh of relief and everything you don't have to be scared of it because that character that you have and stuff that you've created your own persona and stuff is still pretty much basically with you and stuff it's you to say the least and with that it gives you a sense of comfort like okay like uh, kind of like an imaginary friends stuff, like okay what would they do and all that stuff in in regards to the character but it's pretty much plain and simple a release release stress relief all that kind of stuff all in one
1: yeah and to add to that um, basically you're putting on a mask so that emotionally you can take off a mask you can be yourself completely
2: Ta-da. <laughs>
0: What I had mentioned before, as far as the two poisons that I have noticed that can be produced at a convention, first, of course, that we've covered is social anxiety. The second one, I don't know how to put it into a word, but would be the quote-unquote attention grabber. The person... The person that is there only for attention rather than being there, they they think when they go to a con, they will immediately get friends, is what I mean. Uh, I, I don't really have a word for it.
2: I know what you're talking about, and to go off of that, I've met, I've met, Tons of people like that it saddens me to a point and a couple of them i've actually helped and addressed that problem and stuff that they really have actually no clue about but in some cases yes you will find those people that are very nihilistic as i would say very nihilistic Mm -hmm. and they're only in for themselves sometimes they can be actually very crafty with it and they can fool you just like oh i want this this or that and stuff and to be honest and stuff, I've had those people and had those experiences myself, where you would have you would have this person be very nice and all that kind of stuff, but they would betray you at the end and all that because they were only wanting one thing from you. They weren't really having that kind of stuff, and they're in for themselves. So, in that regards, is just it's pretty much going back to like okay. When making friends and stuff in the fandom, yes, you will find very amazing people, but always, I I hate to give like a little bit of anxiety from this, is always be careful with those kinds of people. But majority of the time, they will make themselves known pretty easily and all that stuff. It's very, it's very rare to actually find one of those people and stuff that are like, okay, I just, I'm all in it for myself and stuff. I don't care what you, what you're, what you're doing and all that stuff.
0: Exactly.
3: Yeah. No loyalties, no beliefs, just me, me, me. Yes. (laughs) They're the center of the universe and everything revolves around them. (laughs)
4: <laughs> See, I
1: I haven't gone to a convention, so I wouldn't know exactly those types of people. But I do know that, um, from a first perspective, if you are being followed around by someone and they just will not leave you be, then that's just either when you break the magic, which I've actually had to do before because yeah. I was being harassed. Hmm. So you either have to tell them to shuttle off, go off, or you have um, your pursuit handler notice this and just sort of be like, hey, dude, you have, have be been following us way too long. You've asked for Seven different pictures, you know. Let someone else have a turn now. That's go on,
3: big, roll up the newspaper and then hit him on the nose. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a yeah. nice big bat. Get away from here.
3: <laughs> go, go, go do go pedal your, your stone somewhere else, or maybe you have like a really big tennis ball. I mean. I know I'm pointing straight to the dog here, but you know, that's that's the best analogy I could come up with. Somebody whose Sona is a dog of some sort.
1: I mean, have you pepper. seen our tails oh tails and paws? Those things can be weapons.
3: Oh yeah, they're <laughs> definitely weapons. I mean we, we we had dogs in the house. The tails are dangerous because you have your glass of nice cool liquid Magic Galix or Dr. Pepper, whatever you want to put in your glass right there. dog comes in. He's happy to see you or she's happy to see you. But your glass is now spilt, empty all over the carpet or floor. And it's like, that's, that's what the tail does. I know you're happy to see me, but I'm very sad now because it's all <laughs> on the floor. And uh, you can drink it because you don't care, but I can't. I kind of like no hair in my drink. <laughs> Yeah, and I know tails and claws can be very, very dangerous weapons. I've had dogs my entire life, and teeth can also be weapons, not on a fursuit so much, but not not that I've seen. I mean, I, I don't really stick my hand as I have fursuit's mouths either, so, but, yeah. <laughs> te- te- teeth on the real thing is, is, is a weapon. Big weapon. I've had both. Not not meaning to bites an actual meaning to bites, so it's been pretty' been a long, long road of dogs and cats but yeah, tails and claws are definitely weapons
0: <laughs> anyways but before we wrap up, I do have just one one more question and we'll and we'll let our guest back into the world as it as it may be um for the both of you, looking at the representatives of the fandom, and I hate using this term, but I'll use it anyways. The popufers, of course, is what I'm referring to. Is there anything that you've wit- that you've noticed or paid attention to to their behavior towards the fandom that you've kind of incorporated to your behavior as well?
2: Here's the deal with poppy furs and stuff. And what I would say I wouldn't incorporate or what I've actually got and stuff. I would say the one thing that I make that I've made personally different and stuff is to be pretty much accepting and all that stuff. I've had a couple of counts and stuff with, a, with quite actually a few of poppy furs and stuff where um, they're, they're Quite a bit different and stuff. I've met up with uh, Quartz Husky and stuff, really good guy, but very, very, like, okay, very, um, what you call it, cautious and stuff when it comes to meeting new people. And that I can understand on my own hand. But the one thing that I would say, as far as advice and everything for anybody looking at Poppy Furs or anything like that, is to remember that they're people too don't make them idols do not make them idols or else you're in for a (laughs) quite a big wake-up call and stuff
0: is absolutely pretty
2: much they're they're people as well and stuff they make mistakes There are all that there's all that kind of stuff like yes they can make amazing content and all that kind of stuff and all that but You just, you have to remember that. And it goes with any suitors and all that kind of stuff. Any new suitors, any makers and all that stuff is they are people as well. They're not this magnificent kind of stuff and all that.
1: Personally, I haven't uh, met any popups, so I wouldn't know exactly. But I see them instead of just like you would an idol that um, you'd see from like movies or whatever. But I see them more as teachers. And either I watch them because I want to learn something like fursuit building, some more tips and tricks. Or I watch them because I want to... Learn how to act and bring to life my suits like they do. When I first started uh, fur suiting, I was enthralled by telephone because she could make her suit so alive and so curious that I mimicked that when I first started to suit. And the more I saw papu furs, and the more I saw how people brought to life their suits. The more I incorporated little bits of that into myself. Like Sparky Can Do, uh, she is willing to do anything in her fursuit, which is go on runs through some marathon or to take a swim in a river. And I love how open and willing she is in suit, where some people would prefer to just keep their suits clean. And I really would want to mimic that as well. So instead of seeing them as these big, giant, amazing people you just can never touch, just think of them as teachers.
2: One thing that I would say, Mountain, is that's what I see in you and stuff in the future, is another Sparky can-do that's what I see with your suit-making skills and stuff, to be pretty much blunt and honest and stuff. That's what I see. And stemming off of that and everything is a lot of people, the reason why a lot of people and stuff like poppy first and all that stuff love that kind of stuff is because... They're getting into character. They're doing that kind of stuff. They're making it they're making it an experience and all that kind of stuff that you can remember, cherish. and like literally it's, a, it's amazing. And with that, you're, you're not gonna be like, okay, it's just a person in a suit and stuff. You're bringing life to the character. Sure, the suit is a piece of fabric and all that kind of stuff. And that's one thing. It can be beautiful. It can have so many colors. And look at me, for instance, and I'm not trying I'm not trying to be like very this or that and stuff is I have a very black character and all that kind of stuff. Just grays, no vibrant colors and all that kind of stuff. And I bring life to that character. It's me and all that. That's what I love to do and just see and stuff. You're not just a walking pe- you're not just you're giving you're not giving the impression of just like oh that's just a person walking in a suit
1: and it's... that's definitely what sets pop Your furs out from the crowd is because of how much life they give into their characters and i think that's also something that separate basically fursuiters from mascots is we do have a life. Instead of just this thing that someone is in, we have worked really hard to build the character or to learn how to bring to life this one character. And that takes a lot of time and effort to do.
3: Mm. I agree. It's kind of what I've said time and time again. We're all human. We all make the same mistakes and we all learn from said mistakes. Hmm. Just because you're a furry doesn't make you any different than yep. anybody else, you know. You're we're we all the same. Get... We all bleed yeah. the same colored blood out, you know. We're not any better than the next person next to us know whether you know it's our first con we've got nothing but a score we've been to a hundred cons and our first suit is you know top of the line quality doesn't matter where you're at doesn't matter if you you even got a suit or not if it's your first con if it's your hundredth con doesn't matter you're the same as the next person next to you you all share the same common quality That you are part of the fandom.
4: That's that's
3: all that really matters at that point. That you're all there for the, at that convention for the same reasons. Hopefully. There are, you know, a few of those holdouts that aren't there for the same reason that you are, but hopefully you're with the people that, that are there for the exact same reason you are.
0: Yep. Go ahead, Charcoal.
2: Uh, that pretty that pretty much sums it up and everything. Uh, with that being said, uh, with, with I mean the one thing with the fandom and stuff is just to be supportive of people and stuff. That's the one thing that I see in the fandom. The one thing that I want to bring out into the fandom and and just be. Don't be afraid of the person that you are. I've met those kinds of people, and hell, I was that person that was afraid of who I am to express myself, to say the things and stuff and stuff, not be afraid to say the things that I need to say, but just just having that relief and stuff and knowing that there's people there for you. You have essentially with you have pretty much essentially a family and all that stuff. That's how I see it as far as with the fandom.
1: Yeah, I do too. I, I definitely see the fandom as a second family, if not my family, because they are supportive and they all welcoming. And I think because the fandom is built so much on being welcoming and accepting, that it also attracts, that's why it attracts so many of the LGBTQ.
3: It's always good to find a place where you can belong.
0: Well, and there again, I mean, with LGBTQ, it's not just them, but everybody. I mean, everybody. the family. Fandom- The fandom is not limited by ideals. No. No, no, no.
1: Not at all. I mean, you have cons all across the world that all just fly under the furry fandom. It doesn't matter what race or where you come from or what your creature is. We're all under the human race. (laughs)
0: I mean, religion, forget about it. I mean, in going to Midwest FurFest, as an example, it's crazy to think that there are actually Christians, Muslims, Hindus. I mean, my first trip to a furry convention, I had not expected that at all. I was not expecting there to actually be a Christian-based Furry fandom service on Sunday, and that just blew me out of the water. So, I mean, if you are worried about this fandom based on your religion, throw that don't. out the window.
2: <laughs> don't be, don't be afraid and stuff. We're not judging people and all that.
4: There's no judgment. <laughs>
1: Again, it ties back to my idea where the furry fandom has changed me to look more at the heart of someone rather than anything else that they might be in considered in a box full.
0: If you can be respectful, you will be accepted. That's about as simple as I can put it. Exactly. Am I saying the fandom is pure? Absolutely not. No. 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 There are everything has its flaws, and there will always be those people that will make you, you know, say.
1: "Eh." (laughs) The. I mean. what fandom doesn't though? Absolutely. Like what fandom yes. doesn't?
2: There's all kinds of fandoms that you will find that you will find that nether region where you're just like, oh, oh no, <laughs> or a- any kind of whether it be cringeworthy, anything like that.
4: That's it, all.
2: that's all part of it, and that's pretty much it's it's part of being human and all that kind of stuff you will find those spots where it's just like oh man that wasn't yeah, cool
3: i agree it, it it's in every it's in everything that's you know popular whatsoever there's always going to be something that is like oh no they ruined it now i don't know if I, I you know it's like every time i see something like that i'm like i have lost a little more faith in humanity i'm ready to leave this planet now i'm just ready to go to you know I'd rather just live in the fantasy world. The problem is, you know, I found that reality is a lot safer. There's less wizards and stuff. So, you know, (laughs) it's, it's truth. It's truthful there. You know, I, I, I'd love to live in the fantasy world, but you know, less, less wizards in reality. And it's the only place to get a decent meal. So, you know, um, it's still the only place to get a decent meal, but simply, you know, Reality is is a lot less. Uh, well, actually, I, that's not the correct way to say it. Reality is a lot more dangerous, but it's got a lot more ways to fix that danger, as reality ha- as uh, fantasy doesn't really have that. So I I, I lo- every time I see something like that. I lose a little faith in humanity, but I just say it's going to get better. There's something that is going to you know rectify this problem. Hopefully, and if it doesn't get rectified, then usually that whatever that phantom is usually dies off.
2: For the greater
3: good. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I won't even get to a fandom. Like just like that. So but there there's a fandom where it got just worse and it's really sad because both me and both me and Copper were into it. Uh when we were much younger and it got it's just gotten worse since since those days it's really sad that it got as bad as it is now but
4: mm-hmm.
2: you know whatever well it'll be a surprise to both of you and all that kind of stuff is i still have my artwork and all that kind of stuff and mountain can attest to this that i have uh pony drawings and pony personas and all that <laughs> that i showed and she was, yeah, and she was just like, What? I was like, Yep. <laughs> so there was that. Yeah.
3: Hey, I mean, we're here uh all the time. Be happy to share it. We'll be happy to comment on how bad you suck. I'm just joking. We'll be happy to comment on whatever it is. We may say nice. We may not say anything at all. Just know that we're always uh gonna be checking we, we check out everything. we Post videos and artwork and gaming information. We just th- this whole server here is just a bunch of odds and ends and everything that you know that we can possibly think of. And you guys are more than welcome to input whatever you want. If as I me jet cosmic.
0: Cos- hold on one second, cosmic. I'm okay. still trying to wrap my mind around. I knew I knew mountain was into the fandom a little bit, but you, Charcoal, where have you been hiding that secret at, huh? <laughs> Quite a while. i been uh, in the closet huh. the past 12 years. Huh. So, it, did, it, you, did you come out of the closet, or did you go back into it? it uh. He couldn't find the door. The lights were off. Uh
2: for me and all that kind of stuff is uh, really with it and stuff. I saw that it was like really decaying. I was like, well, I saw it was like what you guys were saying. So if I saw that it was pretty much decaying and I was just like, oh man, that's a shame. <laughs> I had a couple <laughs> talks with some people and all that kind of stuff. And with it, like, yeah, I like the, the concepts and all that kind of stuff with it. But at the same time, it's just like, wow, this really took a turn to, this really took a turn to the South. (laughs) I was like, crap. But um, for the time being, I did enjoy it and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time with what's happened and everything, I was like, damn, that, that is a shame.
4: Hmm.
3: Then he took a nap and then woke up and it's like, oh, this is not it's nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be.
1: Hey, that's, that's kind of what happened with me. I mean, I was really into the MLP community, and then I found the fire fandom, so I took a break from the MLP community, and then I tried to come back, and I'm like, oh, what happened?
3: <laughs> yeah, that happened. I, I just hope with Gen 5 it's going to be a lot better.
0: The uh, voice actors are kind of there with this current series they're doing, but
3: I don't like the current series they're doing. I'm I'm just waiting for Gen Five. I've totally cut myself off from that. I'm waiting right now for season nine to come out on DVD, so I can get so I can get it and just you know sit down one weekend and just or one week I should say. Just watch all 200 whatever episodes or however many there are. I don't really remember anymore. I don't think it's even 200 to be perfectly honest.
0: So none of you have indulged in the series Pony Life, I assume. No. Uh,
1: no. no. I've I've watched one or two but mostly I've just seen Dr. Wolf's reactions. <laughs> Yes. Oh, and Koopa uh, Cap, you sound yes. very much like Dr. Wolf. Dr. Wolf. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Greetings, everybody. Dr. Wolf here. Yes.
1: You're not hiding any secrets, are you?
0: No, 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 no. I guarantee mm, you, he's I not. am not the illustrious <laughs> Dr. Wolf. Uh, granted, yeah, he, I do enjoy his content a great deal, but no, sorry.
3: Yeah, he, I can attest to that. Me and Copper know each other in real life. Yeah, pretty, pretty good friends, and I think I would know if he was the he was Doctor Wolf. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Anyways, let's go ahead and wrap up here because we've been at it for over an hour and a half. My goodness, uh, <laughs> nice. Just real quick, just before we wrap up, uh, if you could just tell the audience where they can, you know, just follow your content or anything that you, you know, share on social media, if, you know, where they would look.
2: Um, the only two social media outlets that I got is either Twitter or TikTok and stuff is TikTok is... One one seven four raid Wolfer
1: and
2: Twitter is charcoal the circle. Those are my two feeds.
1: I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Amino, TikTok, uh, and I have a website. So I could send you all the links for that that you can put in uh, a little later. Okay,
0: uh, just real quick, uh, what is your TikTok?
1: My TikTok is at Mid Mountain Studios.
0: Okay. And and your Twitter.
1: And my Twitter is at Mid Mountain Soul.
0: Alright. Well any closing comments? Um
2: don't don't eat too much cheese,
0: please. Mm. You're a cheddar head.
2: Yeah.
3: Actually, that's just good common sense right there.
1: Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening.
0: Thank you. <laughs> well, that was Charco the Circle and Mid-Mountain Soul the Kieran, also with Cosmic Pros as my co-host. We thank them, and we thank you for joining us here on the Omega Republic. Hope to see you again really soon.